Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. This is the Eagle Hour with Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, and Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studio in rainy, stormy Hattiesburg this afternoon. Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour, and we've got a great show. Joy Lee McNellis about to join us here just momentarily. Cortez Edwards from the men's basketball team. He'll be on the show later, as will the play-by-play voice longtime of Mississippi State baseball, Jim Ellis, also joining us on the Eagle Hour. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, a proud supporter of USM. You can enjoy their fall-off-the-bone ribs, brisket, and other great meats they smoke every day. And if you're catering an event, no event is too small or too large. Let Dickies do the cooking the next time you have something planned. Smoked here, loved everywhere, Dickies Barbecue. All right, our first guest, no stranger to the show. We're going to get right to it because we've got a packed show today. Uh, everyone knows, of course, that uh, Mr. Lee McDellis is the uh, head basketball coach of Lady Eagle Basketball. And, uh, Coach, you've won six out of your last seven games. You win a heart you win a heart uh, stomping buzzer beater Saturday afternoon you got your ladies playing really well uh, what's the secret sauce well I, secret sauce comeback sauce <laughs> um, you know I will tell you Bob we, we just played better to be very honest with you uh, the play of Shante Hale is being elevated to the next level no doubt she's been the driver of this team Everything runs through her. She's worked extremely hard. Has basically, I mean, has changed the outlook of her mindset. And I think that's truly been the difference. And, you know, very early in our conference schedule, you know, we just didn't make shots. I mean, we took some of the same shots we're taking now, and we didn't make them. And, you know, we were disappointed, I think, mentally. We were very immature with our thinking because of us having five freshmen and six new players in our program and only having one senior and basically four players that's been in our program any length of time. So I just think we struggled with the mentality of who we are. And I think now people understand that. I think our players understand that, that this is who we are and this is what has to be done. And again, I think uh, the play of the Shante Hills has really helped that. The play of Megan Brown, Allery Mays, respectfully parting, coming off the bench has been solid. And then honestly, I think two of our freshmen have really matured in Deja Almond that's come off the bench being a backup point guard. And then Kelsey Jones, the freshman from Starkville, Mississippi, has come in and been a huge key for us against UTEP. You know, she's our go-to man down the stretch offensively. How many freshmen? All they're in the country that becomes your go-to man. Mm-hmm. And she was the go-to man on the block to be able to get some buckets for us. So I just think we fell together. Uh, but, again, I give a lot of credit to our point guard in Santa Hill. And she's not big as a minute, Coach. She's not. She's not. <laughs> she's, uh, we list her at, I think, 5'7", and she's probably, uh, without her hair standing on top of her head, 
She's probably every bit of five five. Right, right. Uh, I had the pleasure of being with you and your ladies uh, in the conference opener when you played Rice. Right. This appears to be a lot more confident, cohesive basketball team now. Am I right about that? Oh, indeed. And, you know, right now Rice is sitting number one in the league. They're 13-0. and They will probably not lose another game. They'll finish the league undefeated. And I thought we played them very well. Yeah. They had the big 6-7, 6-8 kid inside. And we played very hard in that game. We just, honestly, we were outmatched in that basketball game. Uh, we missed a lot of easy shots. Uh, again, there was a lot of indecisiveness. Uh, you know, our shooting, we did not shoot the ball extremely well. I mean, back then, we were shooting the ball probably about 35%. Honestly, in our last five ball games, we shoot the ball right at 50% from the floor. That's a major difference. Major difference. Right. Uh, and again, that's a confidence thing. Um, people have asked me, what are you doing differently? We're not, as coaches and what we're trying to accomplish, we're not doing anything any different. Mm-hmm. It's just that things have begun to come together for our team. And, you know, again, it's just a maturing process out of it. Coach Luke here. Thanks for being on today. Bob and I are doing great. Bob and I decided that his uh, pregame speech against Rice was so profound, it took four games for it to set in. And so they started really putting it into practice, you know, at that Charlotte game. And, and that's what we've seen seven and two, you know, since the Charlotte game. We talked to Doc yesterday, and, and, and one of the, his concerns towards the end of the season, the way the scheduling is, um, you, your ladies have been accustomed to a Thursday, Saturday um, spread, and now you're you're basically going seven or eight days between games. How will that affect you and, and trying to keep them in game shape? Well, and I'll tell you this. Um, you know, we played at La Tech a couple of weeks ago, and I gave them off on Sunday, which is normally our off day in conference play. And then I gave them off on Wednesday. I'm not a believer that you give off two days in a row because I do think you kind of lose them, uh, particularly winning. I, I'm not sure about the win, but I've, I've done that, and it's been a bad experience for me. I've given off back-to-back days, and I'm not sure what Doc's doing. Um, but So I decided I would give them off Sunday and Wednesday. And I will tell you, Thursday and Friday, our practices were flat. They were absolutely awful. I mean, awful. No energy. It was like they stayed up all night Wednesday night. And, I mean, there was no energy. There was no enthusiasm. I'm just telling you, it was bad. So I told them, I said, this is the deal. This time of the year, we should be able to give you off two days. That was what I thought would be the advantage of only having one game. I said, but I want everybody to look at me. I want you to understand this. This is the deal. You will never have two days off in a week <laughs> as long as I'm the head coach because you just proved to me that you can't handle it. So today would have been the day off, okay? So yesterday, they all thought that I was going to say, oh, we're off today. And they said, Coach, we're not off to one. I said, No. No. We got beat 106 to 85 at La Tech. We were off on Wednesday of that week, and you practiced like crap Thursday and Friday. I said, Look at me. I may look retarded, but I'm not, okay? We're not off tomorrow. You know, we're we're kind of thankful, Coach. We we we're uh, we didn't know if you gave any days off the way that we hear about it sometimes. So one day is pretty good. <laughs> Coach, we thought it was a threat. This is oh no. If I tell you something, I promise you, you can count on me. It's not. I'm not going back on my word. If you tell me a secret, 
I'm not telling you. If I tell you I'm going to help you get something, I'm going to get it. I said, so if I tell you you're not getting that day off, that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so believe me, I'm a woman of my word. I had to tell you. Um, looking forward to this Saturday, big, big day, uh, doubleheader with you and, and the men. But this is an opportunity. LaTeX comes in six and seven, your lady seven and six, trying to get back. Uh, what do you need to do round two against LaTeX uh, to, to get a win on Saturday? You know, number one, we got a guard. I mean, that score was 106 to 85. I mean, come on, was there any defense play in that ball game? And we pride ourselves defensively. I mean, we're ranked number one in the league in defensive stops and in holding teams defensively. Up to that game, we were holding opponents to 55 points a game. And jeez, I mean, we blew that out of the water. We, that's what I told the players yesterday. We stamped in the record books for Conference USA. That's not something to be proud of on that side of the board. Um, defensively, we've got to do a much better job. And we're going to make some adjustments in what we did defensively. Um, you know, we didn't do a very good job uh, as a staff, me as a head coach, uh, and something that some things we did defensively, I thought, and our staff thought we were capable of doing, and really it was kind of stepping outside the box, and we weren't capable of doing it. And so we're gonna, we've made some defensive changes that we'll do to play against them uh, this time around. Um, so I think that's number one. Number two, transition defense was horrible. And uh, as we'll take how we guarded things, we'll we'll put transition D on our players on that one. They've got to stop the ball, and we've got to get back in defensive transition. Uh, and we had really worked on that going into that game. But, again, Thursday and Friday, we were awful in practice leading up to it. And since that point, we have definitely, which I'm sure you've heard, we grind things out that we uh, have definitely done a much better job of that since that game, and uh, that's got to be a key. So I think overall defensively, whether it be in half court, whether it be in our pressure situation, whether it be in transition day, that's got to be number one. They have one of the best players in the league in Kira Anthony, number four. That's what we thought as a staff, okay? We could trap her. That's what we did last time. Coming off ball screens, let's get the ball out of her hands. And somebody else make plays, but heck, she scored 45 and we were trapping them. Right. So that didn't do, <clears throat> there you didn't go. do the trick. Made us look like dummies with coaches. <laughs> and so uh, we're not going to do that again. All right, Coach. What, what time is the game Saturday, Coach? It is at 4 o'clock. It is following the men's game. Uh, okay. For the fans out there that have women's basketball tickets, you can get in at halftime of the men's game. And we hope that and catch our game. And we hope. The men's season ticket holders and anybody that gets in for the men's game, well, stick, stick around. around. Stick around. Watch the women's game. All right, Coach. I hope it's not an WNBA or an NBA sport game. Yep. All right. This time, unless Southern Miss is going to be running in and they can get free tickets. All right, Coach. Thanks very much. We always enjoy talking to you. Good luck to you, Saturday. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye. Coach Joy Lee McDallas, everybody, on the Eagle Hour. Cortez Edwards up next. Don't go away. Southern Miss to the top. 
Welcome back, everybody. Our thanks to Jordan Lee McNellis, one of my absolute favorite people, for being on the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net, carrying the biggest selection of Southern Miss merchandise anywhere, clothing, household items, car accessories, tailgate supplies. You can visit them today on Hardy Street across from the USM campus, or you can shop online at CampusBookmart.net. Coming up on the show, Jim Ellis, longtime play-by-play voice uh, of Mississippi State. Hopefully there's going to be some baseball between Mississippi State and Southern Miss. Mother Nature has yet to decide that, uh, but we'll be talking to him a little later about the MSU Ball Club. Our next guest, uh, we're really excited about having him on the show. Cortez Edwards is a, a senior guard for the Golden Eagles, leading scorer on the team. Guy's had a great career. 1,000-plus point score for Southern Miss. And, uh, Cortez, welcome to the Eagle Hour. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. I'm going to tell you this real quick, Cortez. I was visiting with your coach Friday night at the baseball game, and I was talking about this great streak you guys are on and asked him, you know, how happy he was with the performance of the team. And he said he was happy, but he said he was most happy. He was the happiest for guys like you. For guys that have been with him uh, throughout your career, for you to get to enjoy this kind of season and uh, and this kind of streak the basketball team is on, what does it what does it mean to you, Cortez, to be on a team your senior year that's playing so very well? Uh, it means a lot uh, for things to get turned around the way we've done it the last uh, four years that I've been here. It's just a, big, a really big accomplishment, and I, I take a lot of pride in it. Well, you should, and I'm going to tell you, man, that a lot of people who, like us who follow Southern Miss basketball are grateful for young men like you. You came here at a really bad time, and it's the leadership of, of you and, and players like you that have put the basketball program back where it is today. So we do we do thank you for that. Now, Cortez, i got to tell you this. I came over Saturday. And I brought a friend over from the Delta, and he wanted to come watch basketball. And and uh, we thought, well, man, we'll go watch him play uh, UTEP, and we'll get a good, exciting, competitive game. And Cortez, Cortez, it was almost embarrassing how bad you beat those guys in the first half. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it surprised me. I, I figured we uh, uh, would beat them pretty good, but it was, a huge, it was a big shocker for me personally because the way we came out, uh, it was just we hadn't done that defensively. We came out ready to play and just we were hitting all cylinders. Now you scored a lot of points, but you're right. Defensively, you held these guys to <laughs> to 12 points and a half. Have you ever been involved in a game like that? No, nah, no, nope, never. Not even <laughs> in high school. It was like we were just we were playing really good defense, like we were practicing. It was just really good defense. Everybody was focused, and uh, we we were just. We had a great night. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Cortez, Luke Johnson here. Thanks so much for being on today. Kind of the swing point of the season uh, was that uh, January 10th game against Middle Tennessee. Uh, then you win three in a row and uh, dropped a close one to, to Western Kentucky. But now in the middle of this six-game winning streak, what has been uh, different about this team the last six games, or really the last eight games, um, than, than early in the season? I believe it's our confidence and our uh our offense has gotten a lot better. We're more comfortable, and we we pretty much know what everybody's going to do. Everybody is uh, locked into their role, and like uh, we we've been playing very good defense as well, and getting a lot of transition points, and just just playing exciting basketball and having a lot of fun. 
If I could uh, just throw a couple of your teammates out there, just a name. Uh, I want to do two or three of them, and you just respond and what they've meant to the team this year. Let's start with Tyree Griffin, the uh, the floor general. Talk about what he's done this year. Uh, he gets everybody involved. He uh, he sets the tone defensively at the point guard. He just makes sure everybody gets gets to their spots and gets their shots. It makes everybody comfortable. Then he tries to uh, incorporate himself into the offense. And then talk about Leonard Harper Baker. He has been an explosive force for you guys, especially in the rebounding. Everybody enjoys his monster dunks. Uh, he's been kind of one of the pieces that you guys were missing the last few years, and he's he's really helped this team this year. Yeah, he's really been a monster on the on the rebounds, and uh, he's been scoring very good for us on the on the low post. And also, he's been rim protecting and, and blocking shots, and he sets the tone. He sets the tone defensively as well with his rebounding and. Uh, his, his energy, he always sets the tone every night. And the last one I'd like to ask you about, Ladavius Drain. Talk about him and uh, there's very few people in this league, uh, Cortez, that when, when they get hot, <laughs> they just make things from everywhere. Ladavius uh, has been unbelievable from behind the arc, hasn't he? Yeah, I thought, uh, I, thought I, I got hot, but he, he gets hot on a different level. <laughs> it's kind of unconscious. <laughs> Like he's, sometimes he's not even looking; he just turns and shoots it. And, you know, yeah. I'm just as amazed as the rest of everybody else. It's unbelievable. Uh, Cortez, I'm gonna put you on the spot. I got a couple questions. Gonna put you on the spot. When you came to Southern Miss in 2015, did you know anything about the great Clarence Weatherspoon? Did you know who Spoon was? Uh not. Not much. Like I, I, I've heard of him. I seen him on a um, couple of video games when I was younger, but I didn't know much of, like much about him. Uh, not, what, not what's much. it been like to play for a guy that had so much success in the NBA? Uh, it's like he expects it. He has a high level. Of, uh, he expects a lot out of everybody because it's, it's just uh, just the way he's played and played hard, and he's always dominated. He just expects that out of people. So it, it's a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing for excellence. That's what we've been we've been getting a lot better. Right. And he's very intense. Right. And that's a good thing. Can he still dunk, Cortez? Yeah, he he uh he dunks like once a month. <laughs> like once a month he does. It takes him to recover <laughs> that whole month. Once a month. <laughs> All right, now here's a second important question. And I wanna get your I wanna get your comment and your observation on the dapper attire that your head coach has been wearing lately. Uh, I think he's been uh he's he's trying to get comfortable, you know. He's he's comfortable out there. <laughs> he, he wears his long sleeve shirt. Yeah, yeah. He's been, Does he ever wear a short sleeve T shirt or is it always the former long sleeve shirt? Uh he always wears the long sleeve. Uh, he likes the long sleeve. Yes, is that right? It, it's Cortez. It's bad though when he gets mad at the officials. He'll put his hands up, like saying that you guys, you know, it was you took a charge or something, and his shirt comes up above his belt line, and it's not pleasant for everybody else in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we joke with him on that. Yeah, we, he does it in practice. We joke with him on that, but it's all it's all funny games. Cortez, last question from me. I watch you guys play this year, and uh, it looks like to me that. Uh, you got a team full of kids that really like the coaches that they're playing for, and uh, I, I it just I, I see how intense Doc is in the games and how you guys respond. What what's it been like playing for him? Uh, it's been uh, a lot of ups and downs, but it's been a lot of fun. He 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 allows us to enjoy ourselves, but when when time comes for us to you know to be focused and uh, 
be ready to play uh, our coaching staff, make sure we're ready to play and make sure everything is uh, set for us to be successful. Uh, he had never fussed at you, has he? Uh, me, uh, not as much as most players. <laughs> Who's he fuss at the most? Most, come on, tell us. Uh, this year, it has been Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Holland gets the Doc Award. All right, uh, all right, Cortez. Last four games of regular season, uh, you, we we started off zero and three. Now we've moved our way up to third. Uh, in in your mind, uh, and and tell our our listeners out there how badly you guys want, and especially these last two home games in the pod play, how badly you guys uh, want that that Coliseum to be packed when we play. Uh, we need the Coliseum pack. Those these next uh, UAB and San Antonio are going to come in, try to take away a home court advantage. So we need the, the stands packed and uh, everybody with their. Go, it's a gold rush this Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. We need everybody with their gold shirts, uh, going crazy, and uh, we're going to put on the show. That's no doubt. We're uh, we're ready to see that show. Last question, Cortez. What has it meant for you these last four years to be uh, a Southern Miss Golden Eagle? Uh, it's been it's been a great thing. Uh, just the pride, just knowing the uh, Southern Miss the, on your chest, just making sure you go out every night and uh, represent the right way on and off the court. Just just being a good person and a uh, a great student athlete. Well, that's good stuff, man. And we uh, we congratulate you on this great year you guys are having. We're we're all big, big fans, Cortez, and we want to see you guys finish strong, man. We we appreciate your time on the radio show. Thank you, Cortez Edwards. Everybody, soft spoken, polite young man. Not soft spoken on the court. Not at all. And and what you see, especially with him and and Tyree Griffin, there there's such a connection. Cortez is the guy that you want the ball in his hands uh, as the game goes down. He's six two, and what's always been marvel for me is he'll have seven, eight, nine rebounds a game. Can jump out of the gym, and just like you said, uh, it's important for him not to only succeed on the court but off the court. And hey, he's he's the reason they're seventeen to nine right now. And uh, if you haven't watched them this year, you need to come out Saturday. This is a special group of seniors um, that have come back from being 0-3 and, and won the last 9 out of 11 games. All right, All right uh, podcast version of the Eagle Hour now available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Uh, Dawn Dougal is here in our building today. She's the uh, corporate digital sales manager, and we're going to bring her on the show right at the end of the show and uh, let her talk a little more about that. Coming up next, Jim Ellis, longtime play-by-play voice of Mississippi State Baseball. Hopefully there will be some games this weekend between the Eagles and the Bulldogs, and uh, we'll get Jim's take on this version of Mississippi State Baseball when we come back.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Rainy, rainy afternoon here in South Mississippi, wherever you're listening around the state this afternoon. We hope that uh, your weather is not too bad. This segment is sponsored by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Everyone enjoys delicious chicken fingers, fries, and coleslaw. Raising Cane's, of course. Always fresh, always delicious. You can visit a Raising Cane's near you. In Hattiesburg, they're on Hardy Street. Raising Cane's, one love. All right, uh, like we said, stormy and rainy. want to thank Joy Lee McDellis and Cortez Edwards for being on the show. Now, a great pleasure to have uh, one of the most famous radio voices uh, in the country, the longtime voice of the Mississippi State Baseball Bulldogs, Jim Ellis. Uh, Jim, Bob Getty here. Always good to talk to you, my friend. Thanks, Bob. Uh, good to talk with you guys. And uh, hopefully uh, you were talking about weather. Hopefully we can have some uh, decent weather. The forecast doesn't look good, but hopefully we'll get our games in this weekend with the uh, unit. Uh, USM and Mississippi State. Uh, Jim, are, are the Bulldogs going to be able to play UAB tonight? They are right now getting ready to start batting practice. We we supposedly have a window of opportunity for about five or six hours sometime uh, this afternoon, and they still this game is uh, right now scheduled to start at four o'clock, and and they've uh, actually going to take batting practice on the field. It's rained all morning, but. The last hour and a half or so, it's slacked up, and it's not raining at all right now. All right. Okay, of course, uh, let's go back to last year. The Bulldogs opened the season down here, changed coaches uh, shortly after that series, and then go into deep into the College World Series. Just I, I just thought another remarkable run by a program that, that I tell Jim all my – all my Southern Miss and Ole Miss friends, and we all love college baseball, and we all have great baseball programs. I think you would agree to that. But certainly Mississippi State has set the standard, and last year I thought was just another example. What what difference will Southern Miss fans see in this year's Bulldog team and the one that went to the World Series last year? Well, the biggest thing is it was we played four, four or five. Actually, played five freshmen a lot last year, and they grew up during the season. And they're all sophomores this year. We'll start Jordan Westberg, who started some at third. He alternated with Justin Foscue, but he'll be the shortstop. Foscue was a freshman last year. He'll be the third baseman. Tanner Allen ended up at first base and played most of the year there last year, but he'll be a sophomore back for and then Rowdy Jordan, who is our left fielder. Those those guys were four freshmen that played a lot. Uh, Josh Hatcher, who actually played pretty well against uh, USM in that series last year, uh, is, is a guy who's who's a valuable backup at first and in the outfield. Uh, but this is a ball club that uh, they're, they're starting uh, those guys who've grown up a little bit, and I think we'll certainly you expect a step from a freshman to sophomore year. And then you've got some, you've got a Jake Mangum who's had a great career here, who's back for his senior year, and Elijah McNamee, who was probably the best player we had down the stretch of the season, back for his senior year, and a, and a junior catcher behind the plate, Dustin Skelton. So this is a more experienced. Uh, a better uh, a better feel for this starting lineup, I think, than we had a year ago. Uh, pitching wise, uh, obviously, Connor Pilkington was was really good. We had actually lost six of our top uh, ten pitchers off of last year's squad, uh, but with uh, some guys coming off injuries that we get back this year, 
and with the fact that we've got several freshmen who we feel like will be immediate contributors, I really think the pitching staff has a chance to be uh, better than last year. Certainly it's deeper in quality arms than it was last year. So I think overall, I mean, it's just a wait and see anytime you have a ball club that, um, you know, that has some question marks. And, and this one has a few. Uh, but, but uh, you know, in this coaching change, uh, Jake Mangum's had four coaches in four years hmm. at Mississippi State. So, I mean, it's, at least some of these kids have been through a lot, and uh, I think they've matured in that. So I think there's reason for optimism. I'm, I'm one of those, you know, I, we played a, a – you know, a ball club the first weekend. It was not a particularly good ball club. Um, I could see some some uh, opportunity for them. I think they're going to be a better ball club as they get later in the season, but certainly not the caliber that we're going to see even this afternoon with UAB and certainly not with a, a really good uh, Golden Eagle ball club. So we're going to find out more about ourselves if we indeed get to play all four of the, of the games that we've got scheduled for this week. Nobody knows more about college baseball in Mississippi than you. <clears throat> You've been doing it a long time. I'd just like to get your perspective. When you when you look at the three programs right now, and you've got three baseball programs in the top 20 uh, from a state the size of Mississippi, uh, what's your analysis of, of college baseball in the Magnolia State, Jim? Well, number one, you got really good coaching. I mean, uh, you know, Scott's obviously done a great job, and then Southern Mississippi had a – history of having a good, solid baseball coach. Uh, I, I think uh, uh, Mike Bianco is a really good coach at Ole Miss. I think he's done a, I mean, I look at his track record. He's done an excellent job there with that program. And, and you know, we got a brand-new guy, but we've uh, we've had a history of having some pretty good baseball coaches. Uh, in fact, uh, honored Ron Pope this past weekend, who sort of uh, was got things really started back in the – late 70s, early 80s, although Paul Gregory before him had some, some really good teams. Uh, but but I think coaching's number one. Number two, this, this state produces more good ball players than you realize. And I think there are everybody, all of these teams have some good homegrown talent. But, but then I think all teams have built tradition. I think every one of these ball clubs have built tradition and expect to win and have fan bases that expect them to win. And I think that contributes an awful lot to it. So, uh, but, but, and, and it's just, uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's a competitive leagues that we're in. So I think that helps also. But, but I really like where college baseball is in this state. It's competitive. Uh, as you mentioned, teams that are nationally ranked, uh, there's a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, I, I think back 25 years ago, and, uh, it wasn't like that at all in the last, 15, 20 years, it's become a, I think it's a pretty big deal in this state. Right. We're talking to Jim Ellis, uh, the voice of Mississippi State uh, Bulldog Baseball. Mr. Ellis, Luke Johnson here. Thank you again for being on. You talk about the the programs and, and the attendance and the fan bases. You'd really be hard-pressed to find three fan bases in a state as small as Mississippi that, that fill up their stadiums like they do. Uh the, the few Southern Miss fans, I think, that will get into the new dude this weekend, uh, what are they – how sweet uh, is that stadium? Um, how nice was it? Have they given you, like, a massage chair up there in, in, the, in, the, in your booth? No, I'm pretty plain Jane up here, although it's a very, very nice booth. And, and the visiting booth – in fact, I uh, text back and forth with John, John Cox, who's, a, who's been a good friend for many, many years, about, uh, you know, he's got to have plenty of room and he's going to have – 
you know, nice chairs that, uh, you know, are adjustable, and he's going to have a good uh, view of everything but the right field corner. We've got a rather unique right field corner with a plaza there, which is rounded, and you really, because of the way it's situated from our broadcast vantage points, uh, you, you, you don't see right in that corner, but otherwise it's a great view. Uh, it's a double-deck stadium, so we're sitting closer, really, to the field than we were in the old stadium, although we're probably a tad higher up. But it's, uh, I, I mean, this, this, this facility is, uh, I've been in a lot, of, a lot of college baseball stadiums. In fact, uh, uh, I, I, was, uh, I went out to Arizona here about three weeks ago and went to a, a, a number of the minor league, or I shouldn't say minor league, the uh, spring training uh, facilities out there, and and there wasn't a, there wasn't a any of those spring training, and they've got some really nice spring training stadiums in those those complexes. But there was there was nothing that it was is as nice as this one right here. This was a, this was a really really uh, uh, it turned out I think about as good as you could ask for. It's a very comfortable stadium, got a lot of amenities, got some unique features, and it's going to be a lot of fun I think for. For our fans, but I think for everybody that comes into the stadium, they're going to get a good ballpark experience. Uh, just to for Southern Miss fans to to look uh, ahead of time, how did uh, what was the rotation like Friday, Saturday, Sunday for Mississippi State last weekend? Started Ethan Small, a, a veteran left-hander, a junior left-hander, had a really solid season for us last last year. He's a he, I think he's a legitimate Friday night type pitcher, and and he'll be he'll start the Friday game. JT Ginn, who's the a freshman uh, who's obviously was a, a first-round pick that ended up coming to college, uh, which uh, he, he he's certainly a young pitcher. He's going to have some growing pains, but he's uh, you can tell he's really really got a chance to be be a good one, and, and he'll 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 probably start the second game he did this past weekend. And then Keegan James, who is coming off of a season where he sort of worked his way back in after arm surgery, so he's a redshirt junior. He's a veteran, but he's. Uh, he's throwing well, and he, he pitched a, a solid five. All, all three went five innings. All three pitched uh, reasonably well for a first weekend. And uh, I, I think that that's right now. Uh, those three guys probably have their, their spot in the rotation to lose. Uh, there are some other candidates, but uh, but I think that right now that's where they will probably stay with through the early part of the year. and. If, if, if these guys pitch like they did last weekend on a consistent basis, I, I would think that's hopefully the rotation. You know, we really haven't had a, a rotation for three or four seasons at least. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, a, a situation where you had maybe one and maybe a, maybe a second guy, but, but we've toyed around with number two and number three quite a bit over the last several years. It would be really nice from a Mississippi State standpoint to be able to say, hey, here's our one, two, three. <laughs> All right, Jim, thanks so much for your time. Uh, hopefully the weather will cooperate. We'll have this great uh, display of college baseball at its best this weekend in Starkville. Now, we, we appreciate your time, sir. Sure. Really good to be with you guys. All right. Jim Ellis, everybody, the legendary voice of Bulldog Baseball. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
thank Jim Ellis, the voice of Mississippi State Bulldogs baseball, for joining us. And hopefully we'll get in that three-game series up in Starkville this weekend. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Carter's Jewelry, located in Petal, Mississippi. Every price range, everything you need, go see Shea Carter and her friendly staff. Also online, cartersjewelry.com. Four Southern Miss Golden Eagle uh, baseball players or, or former baseball players in big league camps. Of course, Brian Dozier with the Washington Nationals. Also joining him, Scott Copeland. Cody Carroll, right-handed pitcher, will be with Baltimore. And Chucky Robinson with the Houston Astros gets an invite uh, to to the big league camp. So congratulations to those guys. All right, Don Dougal is in the studio with us. Don is the uh, director of digital sales for TeleSouth Communication. And that means, in layman's terms, she's a lot smarter than the three of us on this show. Uh, (laughs) The show uh, now available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Stitcher, right? yes. Okay, so these are podcasts of the show. And Dawn, uh, obviously, this this is where media is going. This so is how good a step is this for the Eagle Hour? Oh, it's a great step for the Eagle Hour. I mean, you've got one of the biggest challenges for a podcast in general is the consistency. And if you go into iTunes, uh, they've got a ton of podcasts. And it's like, well, where do I start? Even this morning, I was trying to find a specific podcast. And it came up with like 20 different randomness. It's like. You know, where do I start? But with the Eagle Hour, you've got a consistent product five days a week. You're breaking news. You're talking to legends. You're, you know, you've got the inside source right here on the Eagle Hour. And so if you miss it, for those folks who have to work and they can't listen to the radio, they can't put it on the app because we don't have it on the app just yet, you can listen to it on demand or through iTunes, which is one of the biggest podcast platforms. Now, the others are sort of secondary Mm -hmm. ones, but iTunes is sort of the most popular one. Google Play also... And it allows you to listen to the show at your leisure. You can start and stop. A lot of phones now have that Bluetooth t- technology where you can hear it in through the car speakers. Mm-hmm. So that's how I listen to my podcast. Mm-hmm. I actually have a USB port in my car so I can plug it in and it can go that way and then you're charging your phone at the same time. But, you know, this is just a way for, this is just another way for us to share this great show with our listeners and the fans of Southern Miss. And especially if you're traveling out of the listening area, you never have to miss an episode. It's always that? available. It is always available. So it's always there. Always on. Yeah. Even at 2 a.m. when Bob right. Getty is fast asleep. That's for sure. That's for Michael sure. made a good point during the break. He said a lot of guys may not understand about podcasts, and then when they learn, they become addicted to it. Oh, it's great. And you can, I mean, there's podcasts for everything. You mm. wanna, There's even a podcast. I mean, there's like, I can't even count how many podcasts there are for serial killers. It's crazy. Really? Yeah, they did that. Um, this American Life. They did the uh, what was that podcast where they did the they they looked at a a crime and followed it through thirteen serial uh-huh. and they followed it through all these episodes and it was really well done. It was a great storytelling, but in the end, it's like I think that guy is guilty. Mm-hmm. But it's created this new buzz about serial killers and stuff like that so we don't talk about stuff like that on the eagle hour we've got great stuff for people who are fans of southern miss and this is available now correct available now and is also available on supertalk.fm slash eagle dash hour we also have been putting that online for quite some time now you can catch up with uh, the last two weeks of shows there which will hopefully change here in the next couple where does this digital (laughs) world take us to it seems to change weekly this digital world takes us to make, it's really about being customized. It's like everybody wants the user experience to be customized for them. And so being able to customize it where you can listen to something on your time, watch something on your time, 
Um, come back to it later if you miss it. Um, go to the next episode. Netflix figured this out. Like mm-hmm. they just start playing that next episode, and mm-hmm. suddenly you've you know binge watched <laughs> three hours later. You three rot. hours later, I've been, <clears throat> I'm all caught up on the Punisher, and it's great. Right. Uh, you know, and right. it's uh, but that's 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 where it's coming. That's where it's going. Is just making sure that what we are offering to people is basically how they're using it and making sure it's a it's a smooth clean experience for them so they can enjoy what we have to offer it's just a convenience right i mean it's it's, it's something you can do as you said when you want to do it when you want to do it and i mean that's it's like i remember when uh internet was dial up for those Mm -hmm. of you who are you know, young. I remember, don't that. remember, you remember that. that, Michael. <laughs> that you ree- remember that, Luke? Vaguely. Vaguely. And, you you know, I would go try to inter- connect to the Internet, and I'd go in, make a sandwich, and come back 10 <laughs> minutes later, and the Internet's ready to go. And now I get aggravated if I can't get on the Wi-Fi somewhere. It's like, what do you mean you don't have Wi-Fi? What the heck is right, that? And right. so now I'm carrying around this, basically, Wi-Fi in my pocket. Well, Don, it's like I heard my, it's like I heard my son telling my grandson one day. He said, dude, you don't know how bad it used to be. He said, I didn't have a cell phone. <laughs> So I didn't know when mom and dad were coming home. I'm pulling up stuff on the internet. I know I'm not supposed to be looking mm. at it. And it's gradually coming up the page. And I'm looking over my shoulder, looking at the screen. Looking. <laughs> Those days are over, right? Those are over. I, I remember our first phone as a family was a bag phone. Right. And my dad, yeah. we shared it. So whoever had to stay out late would take it. And I worked in the inner city. I didn't work in the inner city. I worked in mm. another suburb, which was closer to the inner city. So my dad made me carry this phone all the time, and I'd leave it all the time. And one day I broke down, and I had to go ask. I had to knock on somebody's door and use their phone, and they wouldn't let me in. They had kept the chain on the door. <laughs> and I was like, I never heard the end of it. So, right. But, of course, now I've got, what do I have on my hip? There I got go. my smartphone with me at all well, times. Well, Don, thank you for your help Thank with this. You. And thanks for coming in and sharing Happy that with us. Happy to share it. Don Dougal, everybody, the digital sales director for TeleSouth Communications. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.